Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. If you have been trying to declutter your house, and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode. So I want to let you know firsthand, before we dive into this episode, I've been thinking about this for a long time. And it's, I feel like the most important episode I've ever recorded. It's definitely the one that I have had like the most fire in my belly over. Really excited to share it with you. And I hope that you find it valuable, valuable, helpful, inspiring, motivating, anything that like makes you feel seen. I want it to make you feel supported. I want it to give you action steps to actually make changes in your life. I want to let you know that if you are a mom and you struggle with self-care, that's okay, right? Like we have, our society I think has set us up to fail in this regard, And they often talk about what we shouldn't be doing or what we should be, you know, what we should stop doing, but nobody really actively supports mothers in their, their like self-care, right? Like what actually is self-care? So we're going to talk about that today. We're going to dive into like the definitions and all of this great stuff and like what to actually do. And specifically, I'm going to share with you how decluttering is a radical form of self-care for yourself and how it will spiral positively into every other area of your life. Okay. So thank you, Janelle, for sharing this into the group. Everybody listening to the podcast. Hello. Welcome. Um, I'm so glad you're here. If you are watching live in the Facebook group, let me know your thoughts on this as we talk about it. Okay. Um, Because I love to hear from you. So I'm going to start by just sharing like a story time, basically of my very confusing past with self-care, right? Um, and I was a young mom. I was technically a teen mom. And I remember having my first baby and like my family and I'm going to say my mother-in-law because it was my mother-in-law who I remember telling me this the most. And I love her and she's amazing, um, that I needed to like not forget myself, right? I needed to practice self-care. I needed to, you know, do things for me. And I was like, okay, what does that mean? (laughs) Right. I'm like, what do you mean? Like my life is consumed right now by this teeny tiny baby. What do you mean? I need to focus on myself. Right. What do you mean? I need to like be doing things for me. What do you mean? I need to be like, what do you mean? Like I need to go get a pedicure. Is that what I need to do? Like I need to go get my hair done. Like what do I need to do for, for self-care? And I remember just everyone around me telling me like, do your self-care, go do something for you. Right. Go that's literally what it was like, go do something for you. And I'm like, I don't understand. (laughs) Right. I don't understand. Um, and I couldn't understand. First of all, I was a new mom, right. I had never been through it before. I did. I didn't know what that meant, but I will also tell you that I've had four kids and every single time I have a baby, I, I go back to that place of being like, I don't understand. I don't understand how to take care of myself. Right. I've never been a mom of two. I've never been a mom of three. I've never been a mom of four before. Right. Like every single time I have a baby, I'm like, what do you mean? Take care of myself. Right. And I will say that experience, you know, with my last two babies has been way better because I have a better idea of 
what self-care is for me. But with my final two kids, when I felt like I knew what my self-care was and those postpartum phases, I was told by everybody else that I was doing it wrong, that I wasn't doing enough. Right. I, for me, self-care and, you know, with my, my toddler, Kaylee, three years ago, my self-care was setting her up in the, in the like baby bouncer chair thing and taking a shower. Right. And I was told taking a shower isn't self-care for mothers. Like we need to have more respect for ourselves. Showering is not self-care. And I was like, well, crap. Right. Like with my first two kids, all I wanted to do was take a shower and I was told I should be getting a pedicure. So I felt like I wasn't doing it right then either. And now I'm like, I want a shower. This is going to make me feel good to take care of my physical hygiene because I am up all night breastfeeding a baby and totally exhausted. So I'm going to take a shower and I guess I shouldn't be taking a shower <laughs> for my self-care. Right. Um, and then, you know, I started a business after I had my third, um, my toddler who's three now, she was actually our fourth child. Um, I started a business and I was like, I love this. Like I'm in the throes of postpartum. I have a baby on me all the time. I, you know, my home is working for me. Unlike it was with my first kids. Um, she's getting a little bit older to where, you know, she sleeps a little bit better. I'm not totally physically exhausted. So I'm going to start a business and the business was motherhood simplified, by the way. And I was like, this makes me feel good. It makes me feel excited. It makes me enjoy my life. I feel like I'm being productive and I enjoy doing it. And then people were like, no, side hustles are not your self-care, right? Your work should not be your self-care, right? Have more respect for yourself. And I was like, again, like, crap, like, what do I do? Like, I'm self-caring all wrong. <laughs> I'm doing it all wrong, right? And it was it was hard for me a little bit because I could like, I was like, well, dang, right? Like I, I just can't get it right. I just can't figure out how to self-care. And it was causing me to ignore myself, right? To neglect myself, like self-neglect is what was happening because my self-care wasn't enough, right? It wasn't good enough. It wasn't, it wasn't a bubble bath, even though I was supposed to take bubble baths, right? It wasn't, you know, taking a shower because I shouldn't be taking a shower for my self-care. And when I go and try and take a pedicure or to get my hair done, right? Like in these freshly postpartum phases, it stresses me out because I, I feel anxious leaving my two month old baby with a stranger, right? Like, so I guess my self-care is supposed to be going and getting a massage, but leaving my baby stresses me out. So I just felt like always like I couldn't win, right? I could not win. I'm like, do I, what do I, what do I do? What do I do? What the freak do I do? And it was like, it's always been not recently, this battle of like everyone in the world telling me that as a mother, I should practice self-care and everyone having strong opinions about what activity qualifies as self-care and what activities do not qualify as self-care because they're offensive, right? Or because they're have more respect for yourself. Taking a shower is just expected, right? Well, I don't know how many of you have had babies or had multiple children and babies and no support in the home, but there are seasons of your life where you just need to make sure that you drink water and you just need to make sure that you're taking a shower. And then there are other seasons of life where you've got that covered and you can go start a business or you can go on a vacation alone, or you can go get your hair done without feeling deeply anxious 
because you're worried about your baby the whole time, right? Or go get your hair done or go get a pedicure and spend money that you actually have instead of like being guilted and obligated into spending money on air quote self-care that stresses you out because you don't actually have the money to spend on that in the first place, right? Um, So I just wanted to share that with you because I want to let you know, like I've been there, right? Like self-care for moms is, is confusing and it doesn't have to be. So I want to simplify it for you. Um, Janelle is saying, I totally relate. Leaving my baby totally stressed me out. Still does. And he's three. Um, yes. People were like, I'll take your baby for a walk and you get a nap. And no, I could not do that while my baby was gone. Right. You're just like, I should, I should be with my baby. Right. And then we feel guilty because other people say we shouldn't. Right. (laughs) Um, Alina says, after I stayed home for two years, when my kids were really little, getting a part-time job was definitely self-care. I love that. Alina. I love that you said that because my work is my self-care too. But for a long time, people are like, no, no, your work is not your self-care. And I'm going to tell you right now, I have a lot of Virgo energy and have a lot of Capricorn energy in my astrology chart. And that by definition means that work is my self-care, right? (laughs) If you have like, and I won't go deep into the like astrology stuff, but like if you're a Taurus, if you have a lot of Taurus energy, like food is probably a big part of your self-care. It's going to be different for everybody, right? Janelle says, spending money doesn't relax me, right? Another thing for me, in 2020, I spent a whole year mastering my mindset around my money and saving money makes me feel good, right? Saving money relaxes me, right? So like Janelle says, spending money doesn't relax me. Then don't spend money on your self-care, right? Don't feel obligated to spend money on your self-care. My self-care was creating a savings account for myself. I am not kidding you. Like I feel really freaking good about that. I'm like proud of myself. I'm like, I'm adult. I'm responsible. I've got security. And that was it, right? So I just wanted to share that with you. And thank you for everybody who's taken the time to share how it's felt for you as well. Now, let's talk about what self-care actually is. And then we're going to talk about the opposite of self-care. So if you don't know, now you know, I used to be a Montessori teacher. And part of the Montessori classroom is the practical life area and lessons. And part of what Montessori teaches is literally care of the self. We literally teach in Montessori classrooms how to care for yourself. And it includes things based on like whatever you you might know, like the Maslow's hierarchy of needs um, or the chakra system, if you follow that, like all of these things are fundamentally the same where we need to have our most basic needs met before we can move on to anything else, right? Um, so in the Montessori classroom, it's normal to teach children how to brush their teeth, how to brush their hair, how to prepare their food, how to um, then move into preparing food for other people and their friends and connecting and then taking time to be mindful and sit and do something just for pleasure is something that you learn in a Montessori classroom. Like, have you brushed your teeth? Have you eaten your food? Did you help somebody else? Um, Can you now do something just for you that you want to do? Can you go play outside? Can you do this lesson? Can you learn something new? Um, Can you practice a skill, right? Like that's how you, that is the definition of the care of the self in a Montessori classroom. And it's no different for an adult mother right? It is no different for an adult mother. We have to learn how to care for ourselves. And we have to start with the very, very basics. 
And that includes things like hygiene, right? Depending on what season of life you're in. And, you know, if you're in the, a season of freshly postpartum or maybe pregnant, or maybe having some big life event going on, or maybe you're experiencing, you know, like a, a, a crisis in your life or, you know, PPD, depression, anxiety, like anything like that. Like sometimes learning again, how to take care of your hygiene and prioritize a shower or prioritizing eating good food is going to be your self-care, literally the care of yourself. So don't let anybody else tell you otherwise, right? I don't care if somebody on Instagram says that taking a shower is insulting to mothers and calling it self-care. If you're deep in the throes of depression, or if you're deep in the throes of postpartum and a shower is your self-care, anybody who says otherwise can go kick rocks. <laughs> it's not a thing <laughs> that you can say to people, um, but for real, right? There's nothing wrong with that. Stop feeling bad about whatever it is that you call self-care for yourself. Stop feeling bad about it. It's enough. Okay. Um, and know that the foundation of self-care starts with those things and know that life is not linear. So it's not like you're going to learn how to brush your teeth and figure out how to find time for a shower in your life. And then everything's good for the next 75 years, right? You're going to have more babies. You're going to experience loss. You're going to experience grief. You're going to experience really high highs where everything is great. And you can spend three days in a row, just reading as many books as you want, right? You're going to have different seasons of this. So don't feel bad about whatever it is for you in that moment and stop letting these articles and memes and whatever else on the internet, make you feel bad about it and make you neglect yourself, right? Because the opposite of self-care is self-neglect, okay? And that's something that I want to talk to you about. The opposite of self-care is self-neglect, okay? And that means that you are denying your needs, right? And that means that you are prioritizing what other people are defining as your self-care and believing it, right? And you're you're reading articles online. Like there was a mom in the group. I, I can't remember her name, so I apologize. Um, but we were just talking about it where she was like, I, I had a baby and I was feeling good about it because finally the baby was going to sleep. And after the baby went to sleep, I was doing, I was decluttering and I was organizing my house and I was making my house feel really good to me. And then I read this article that was like, mothers should not be doing this for fun, right? Mothers should not be doing this for, for pleasure. And she was like, well, crap, right? Like I thought I was doing this all right. I thought I was like doing what was right for me. And somebody else says that that's wrong, right? And that is self-neglect. Choosing to listen to what somebody else says is best for you is by default, ignoring what you know is right for you. And that is self-neglect. And the opposite of the self-neglect is the self-care and doing what you know is best for you. Just like I did when I was like, you know what? in this season of my life where I've got a two-year-old and a two-month-old getting in the shower every day and prioritizing that to brush my teeth and keep my body healthy is self-care. And in a few months when it's a little bit easier, I will get into other forms of self-care, right? Um, now I want to talk about how, because we talk about decluttering all the time. And I do believe that clutter is our decluttering is self-care. And I'm going to tell you why, but the thing about clutter is that clutter also causes us to, to chronically self-neglect. 
to chronically self-neglect ourselves because, okay, bye, Laura. Um, because clutter demands your time and it demands your energy and it demands your resources and it demands your attention, which is your connection, right? Um, my friend, Melissa Killily, I'm going to let out a bonus episode on self-care with my friend, Melissa Killily on this too, but she was like, there have been some moments where like my, the dishes in my sink feel like they're like calling out to me. And like, I have to be connected to that dirty pile of dishes in the sink. And it takes away from my ability to connect with my son, because I'm just like in my head, I still haven't done the dishes and it's been three days. Right. And so then you can't even connect with other people. And so clutter causes us to neglect ourselves. It does. It takes our time. It takes our energy. It takes our resources. And here's the other thing about clutter is that it, the way that it makes us feel and the way that it makes us act is it makes us feel and act in ways that make us not like ourselves, right? It makes us feel like we're always behind. It makes us feel like something is wrong with us because we can't keep up on the house. We can't get it organized. And I want to let you know, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not a bad housekeeper. You just have too much stuff but our clutter makes us feel those ways. It makes us feel stressed. It makes us feel anxious. It makes us feel depressed. It makes us feel like no matter how much we do, it's never enough. And then that makes us be snappy with our kids and maybe a mean mom more than we want and yell more than we want and get irritated more than we want and spend our money irresponsibly and all of these things. And then it makes us not like ourselves. It makes us not like ourselves as humans. And that is another form of self-neglect, right? Um, so your clutter does all of this. Our clutter does that. Our clutter chronically makes us self-neglect and it's loud and it makes our lives miserable and it makes us not like ourselves and it makes us unable to connect with people. And that is a terrible thing, right? And the other layer of this and the way that clutter causes us to self-neglect is that, um, you know, we've, it makes it easier to fall into this trap of believing what everybody else says, what clutter should be for us and what we should be doing. And so then if you're like me, I used to escape my home in my life in an attempt to get away from the clutter and air quote, do self-care. Um, but it never made me feel better. Right. And so living in a cluttered home, living in a home that felt like I could never catch up, living in a home that made me feel bad about myself, living in a home that made me feel like a bad mom to my kids made it so that I would escape, right? I would get out of the house and I would do something to distract me. And then I would call that self-care, right? And so then we get into this cycle of like, I'm going to go get a massage and get out of the house. Or I'm going to go walk around target for an hour by myself. And I'm going to call that self-care, but it's not because all you're doing is escaping everything that's making you feel bad about yourself. And because you are doing it with the intention to escape rather than fill yourself up and love on yourself, it doesn't do anything, right? It just wastes your time. And then you wonder, like, I tried to do self-care and it didn't work. I tried to do this and I still feel bad or I tried to do self-care and then I got home and I'm right back where I started. Like why, like this isn't working. Like, why isn't it working for me? And the reason that it's working is, or that it's not working is because when your home is cluttered, you are essentially in a season of survival. 
just like, you know, when I talked about like the hierarchy of needs, you have to start with a foundation. You have to start at the very basics and you just can't get there. You know, you can't get to the kind of self-care that involves starting a business. You can't get to the kind of self-care that includes like a three-day vacation by yourself or creating a savings count or setting goals for yourself if you're just not there in your everyday life, right? You just can't get there from here. And then your your self-care just becomes an escape. And that's not self-care, right? It, that's, that's an escape, right? And everybody needs breaks. I'm not saying that you don't need a break, but if you are chronically trying to escape your life and call that self-care, eventually you're going to have to, you're going to have to switch your perspective on what self-care is. And that is making your life easy, prioritizing yourself, setting yourself up for success and all of these things. And um, decluttering is a, it is a catalyst for more self-care. Okay. So yes, when we say I declutter my house, it sounds like a chore, you know, and it is like technically if we want to be literal, decluttering is a chore, right? It is a chore. It is a thing that you do, but when you are doing it with the intention to improve your life, um, it's more than that, right? It is more than that. It is not just a chore. It is choosing to make your life better. It is choosing to make your life easier. It is choosing to prioritize yourself. It is choosing to have hard conversations. It is choosing to have boundaries and stick to them, right? And I will also say that when you declutter your house, it allows for more socially acceptable forms of self-care, right? All of these things that apparently mothers and women should be doing if they want to have respect for themselves as a human, right? And not just being like, I, I showered today and that was enough, right? But it does make room for us to go on trips, right? Or have coffee with friends or whatever it is, right? Um, but that's not the point decluttering. And there's a lot of moms here that are watching live who I will come back and, and look at the comments, but it is a radical, it is a radical form of self-care because the home is the hub for every area of your life. When we talk about the hierarchy of needs, the home is at the very bottom, literally shelter is included in the very basic needs shelter. And yes, you might have a roof over your head, but living in a modern consumer society, that roof over your head needs to support you and not actively work against you, which means that you can't have piles of stuff all over your home, making your life miserable, consuming all of your time, energy, resources, and mental and emotional bandwidth, right? You need a home that supports you. That's at the very, very base. And when you do that, when you get your home set up, when you clear that space for yourself, both physically and energetically, you get to do bigger radical forms of self-care, the kind of self-care. And here's where I'm going to get all like smash the patriarchy on you. The kind of self-care that a patriarchal society is afraid of, the kind of self-care that they don't want us to know exists, right? The kind of self-care that allows you as a woman and a mother to have the audacity to do what you want to have the audacity to have clear boundaries and expectations, to have the audacity to actively support yourself, to have the audacity to make your everyday life easy and get out from under dishes, laundry, toys, messes, and go make money for yourself. Go start a business, go work for a cause that's important to you, right? 
to get in touch with your spirituality, to communicate honestly and authentically, right? Like to have the audacity, right? The audacity to do that. Like that is radical self-care. That's what decluttering your home can do for you. And I've seen it happen for the mothers that I've helped. Sarah says, there go, there she goes, Janelle. But I mean, really like, I, so Sarah said that and I've been helping Sarah for a couple years now and I've watched Sarah completely transform, right? Completely transform. I watched Janelle completely transform. Um, Shamra, like completely transform, like go from this little bitty, like, stressed out, overwhelmed, can't get out from under the dishes, can't get out from under the laundry, women and mothers to like completely step into what they want for their life, right? Like Sarah's got like a real estate business and she's like, I just sold this house because it was an energetic and time suck and she made a whole lot of money and she's doing what she wants, right? Like Janelle is a single mother of four who homeschools and she's like coming into this really beautiful space of like authentically, I'm probably going to cry like loving herself and, and living her life, how she wants to live it. Right. Um, and doing it unapologetically and not feeling bad about any of it. Right. Um, and it really does start with the clutter in our homes. Like the clutter in your homes is going to hold you back from all of that greatness. It will. And there's nothing more radical than watching women and mothers figure out that they can do way more than just be stressed out by the stuff in their homes, right? Um, so anyway, <laughs> I feel so strongly about that, right? And we are living in a time where the, everything is changing, right? Like everything is changing. And mothers for so long have been carrying all of this weight of like everything in the home, having to do it perfectly, having to do Pinterest parties, having to do you know, be working mothers and stay at home mothers and doing it all with ease and not getting any support any from anyone anywhere. Right. And doing it because other people say we should do it. Radical self-care is like having, I love this word audacity to get out from under it. Right. And to trust that, you know, exactly what self-care is for you and you know, exactly what self-neglect is for you. And you know, exactly what in your life in your home is causing you to self-neglect and you know exactly what you need to do to get to the place where you can actually care for yourself, right? Um, and your clutter is causing you to self-neglect. Okay. So everybody on the podcast, um, I'm going to take a minute just to read these comments to you on the podcast, because I want you to hear all of these things that these mothers are doing and what they've discovered for themselves Okay. And this one, especially Alita. So Alita said, going back to when I said, you're not a bad housekeeper. You just have too much stuff. Okay. And she says, I am a bad housekeeper, but being a ha bad housekeeper is not the same as being a bad mom. That is a great, I love that you said that. And I saw it when it flashed through, but I wanted to stay on topic because Alita, I, I am actually a bad housekeeper too. And my husband and I are going to do an episode one day and he will agree and he will let you know how messy I truly am. Um, and how I'm just, he, he says all the time, he's like, I'm so glad I didn't marry you for your homemaking skills because they're terrible. Like I can't cook. I suck at cleaning, but decluttering my house 
has made it so that I don't have to be good at it. It just happens. It just happens. <laughs> and then I can do all these other things that I am good at. Right. So, uh, yeah, Alita, <laughs> great. <laughs> great distinction. Um, Lindsay says part of my self-care is having a nice hot shower and then having time to dry my hair after it's a slice of heaven. Yes. Um, Sarah says, I made six doctor's appointments to catch up on my healthcare and it's so important. I had put it off, then COVID happened or whatever, but yes, like that's right. Alita says, sometimes you have to be demanding with others in order to get to that basic self-care to our significant others. A shower may not be self-care, but to us, that may be the one step you need to feel amazing. Use all the hot water. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like nobody can tell you what, what activity is self-care or not. Like that's not the point. Um, Laura says a pulmonary doctor who was treating me for a pretty bad real lung issue told me that, uh, I was deconditioned because I needed to make time for myself. Meanwhile, I was at the doctor taking care of myself, a single mom of three, the youngest with autism who showered for that appointment. I was so angry at him. Yes, Laura, exactly. Like for some, if anybody ever tells you what is or is not self-care to you, permission to be offended because that is rude. It is rude. They don't know. Like they don't know that you were a single mom who had finally prioritized getting yourself out of the house, taking a shower, found care for the kids on your own. High five to you. And I'm angry at him for you. Okay. Um, a few more comments. Um, Genevieve says, sometimes my husband's get frustrated, gets frustrated with me when he takes the kids out for a while so that I can get some rest, but I spend the whole time cleaning up the house. It just feels like a better use of that time for me because then I can actually relax while everyone is home relaxing. Okay. And Genevieve, perfect. I want to address this too. Um, because I can relate 100%. Um, and I can especially relate pre-decluttering that I would use my, my free time when I got it like that to get the house in order, right? Or to try to get the house in order. And since decluttering, like if my husband takes the kids out, sometimes I will do that. Like sometimes I will like mop or like wipe the windowsills down because I am a Virgo and I get great joy from that. But there are a lot of times where I will work or I will nap or I will, I have space to do anything that I want. Um, and I, and I, I'm not saying that to pick on you, Genevieve, I'm telling this to anybody who's listening that that's the power of decluttering and self-care is that you do it. And then you open up space to do all of these other forms of self-care a lot easier. Okay. Uh, Allison says it wasn't immediate for me after decluttering, but I had time to develop systems and I'm not even a bad housekeeper anymore. Yay. <laughs> Uh, Shamra says, I'm learning that I actually needed to declutter down to the basics of necessity so that I can be more choosy on what comes in and finds a home easily. Um, Lindsay, I have decluttered so much that I was able to take a nap yesterday, right in the middle of the day. I used to have to use my youngest nap time to clean everything, but I actually have space now. Yes. And that's the beauty of it is like when your house is taken care of, you don't have to spend your time and energy dealing with your house. You can do whatever you want. You could, you could do whatever you want. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Shama says, I love camping and going on free dates with my husband instead of the normal dinner and a movie or going out to fancy places. Me too. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. 
Lisa says, since joining this group, I didn't realize for me that decluttering, that by decluttering, I was allowing myself to figure out what my self-care was. I love my job when I'm not burdened by the stuff in my home. It turns out I look forward to it every day. Also, all those things, playing with my kids, having quality quality time with my husband, cooking are a part of my self-care and really recharge me. I'm an extreme extrovert. So for me, being with others is self-care. Yes, Lisa, I love that. And that goes back to... Um, a little bit about what I was talking about with the Montessori um, like definition of care of the self, they include connecting with other people as a form of caring for the self, right? So if you are extroverted, being social and doing those things, even with your family is a form of self-care, right? Um, connecting with people, getting energized by being around people is a form of self-care and nobody can tell you otherwise. And you know what, for me, my form of self-care is truly being able to sit and be present with my kids because I love that there's nothing more important to me um, than connecting with my kids on a regular basis, right? And actually being able to do that. And when you declutter, you can do that. When you're drowning in clutter, it's extremely difficult to do that. And it's okay to be like, my self-care is to connect with my family. If Janelle, okay, Janelle is still on here. I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, Janelle. So feel free to tell me if this is wrong, but Janelle is so clear in how she wants to raise her children and homeschool them that I really do feel like figuring out and prioritizing that for her is homeschooling her kids, right? Um, that's very important to her. And self-care is doing things that are important to you and prioritizing them and making them happen and having the audacity to get whatever the heck you want out of life, right? Um, whether that's to homeschool your kids, whether that's to have a big business, whether that's to be a stay-at-home mom, whether that's to, you know, we're on motherhood simplified, so this might not, but, you know, for anybody, like maybe it's to not have kids, maybe it's to be single, maybe it's anything in the world, right? Have the audacity to do whatever you want, right? And have the audacity to get out of survival mode and to not be on the struggle bus anymore. That's self-care. Okay. <laughs> Janelle says you are right. Okay. I didn't want to put words in your mouth, but when I see you, Janelle, I see that piece of you that that's very important to you. Um, and you do prioritize that and you do make it happen for yourself and your family. And that's great. Um, Okay, last comment, and then I'm going to hang up on the podcast, but Alita says decluttering has made me want to actually improve our house in ways I didn't consider before. A very old house, the dining room buffet would always shake when you walk through, glasses would cling together. It finally was important enough to spontaneously figure out what pole joist thing, I like, I like that technical term, <laughs> the pole joist thing to buy to put in the basement under the floor so that the buffet doesn't shake because the floor is supported better. That was my idea and implementation, not my husband's. I love it. I love that so much, Alita, because that to me is like so many huge things. So many huge things. You found something in your life. And here's the other thing, just a real quick definition of self-care, doing something that makes you feel good, right? Or makes you happy or eliminating something that makes you feel bad, right? Or makes you upset or irritated or whatever. You did that. You were like, this is irritating to me. So I'm going to fix it. And not only did you sit and wait for somebody to fix it for you, right? You were like, I know what to do. I'm going to do this. And as mothers and as women, especially, 
being self-sufficient in that way is pretty radical, right? And I, I mean radical in that, like, that's pretty cool, right? Like, that's rad. But it's radical in that it's different and it's not the norm. And it's almost expected that, you know, as mothers, like, we can't possibly fix something in the house, right? We should ask our husbands to do it for us. Like, you went and did that and that is empowering. And I love it. I love it so much. So that's what self-care is, right? Keep the things that make you feel good, eliminate the things that don't make you feel good. And it can be that simple. And nobody can tell you that a shower isn't self-care or you should be offended by a shower is self-care um, because I will always love good shower and that will always make me feel good. Okay. I hope this is helpful for you guys. If you did enjoy it, I would love to hear from you. If you did enjoy it, I would love it if you shared it with your friends and I'll see you guys all around on the next episode. Hey, real quick, before you go, I just wanted to let you know, you're not a terrible housekeeper. You just have too much stuff and you might have some toddlers. I wanted to invite you to Decluttering Simplified, the four-week plan to help you declutter your entire home top to bottom in the simplest way possible. Yes, it can be easy. Yes, you can do it. Stop shifting your clutter around. You know, the thing you do where you don't really know what to do with the stuff, so you try to put it in the closet or move it to another space of the house, or maybe you even packed it up into nice little containers, but ultimately you're just organizing your clutter and that's not gonna get you to where you wanna be. Decluttering Simplified is your four week plan. You don't have to do it in four weeks. You get lifetime access to it, but I promise you once you get started, you're not gonna wanna stop until the four weeks is up. In addition to this four week plan, you get to join the Decluttering Simplified group and myself twice a month for live co-decluttering sessions. This is where we hop on Zoom together. I play you some super fun and kid-friendly music and you get 30 minutes to declutter with all of us together to help keep you on track. I promise you will love this. You will have so much fun and best of all, you will get your house decluttered in no time. If you wanna get into Decluttering Simplified, just go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash decluttering simplified, or you can find the link in the show notes of this episode. I can't wait to see you inside. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the Motherhood Simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.